Hi there, and welcome to Not a Couple, a Will and Grace podcast. I'm Matthew. I'm Tess. And this week we are here with episode five of season three. Yeah. Grace Zero, Jack 2000. Jack 2000. I feel like there needs to be fireworks after you say the word 2000. Mm -hmm. It's just like such like a, a number. It was a big important number. But mm-hmm. anyways, we like this episode. Yes, this is... Before we get to any summaries or anything, I oh, I feel relieved to say I like this episode because... Same here. We've had some weird episodes the last couple weeks, and in my brain, I was like, oh, I might have to be like, third time's not the charm, here's <laughs> another bad episode here's of Will and Grace. I mean, on the bright side, I feel like sometimes when the episode of the show is bad, we have a good episode of the podcast. That's which true. Which is kind of a saving grace because we can Get just, it? Ha, saving grace. Ha, ha, ha. Because we can make fun of the episode, but yeah, I was relieved to enjoy myself. All right, let's do the summary of the episode, and then we'll get into it. Okay. All right. To save his failing cabaret act, Jack writes nasty new material based on Will's private life. Ben resists Grace's attempt to dump him. (laughs) That's accurate. Yeah. Although I wouldn't really say that Jack writes it so much as... Yeah, Jack Jack can't write. Jack can't read. Can he read? How does reading work? How, how, what is reading? All right, the first thing I want to talk about this episode is how very, like, capital letters 2000 it was. Oh, my God. This took me way the fuck back, you guys. I, I was don't, a third grader, I guess. There's probably people listening to this who don't really remember 2000, which I just died. But anyways, I came back to life to say <laughs> that in the year 2000, everything was, like, 2000 branded. Oh, yeah, everything. Like, I feel like, I mean, like, I remember there were, like, like Blues Brothers 2000 came out. Yeah. Because, like, anything with a sequel had to have 2000 in it. Right, like, especially if it was, like, the second movie. Then right, it was, like Fantasia like, 2000? Yeah, I saw Fantasia 2000 on, like, a fourth grade field trip. Which, remember how last week we talked about your bougie-ass school? Do you want to know what mine did for a fourth grade field trip? I would love to know this. We went to a cork factory because we had been studying simple machines. Actually, now that I said this, it may have been third grade. Not important. What is important is cork factory, and then we saw Fantasia 2000. What did those things have to do with each other? I have no idea. They're both real bougie. Yeah. So, But everything was, like, they were really capitalizing on this millennium thing. Because I think it was because we had just celebrated Y2K. Yes. And we everyone didn't, didn't No one die. died. So everyone was like, yeah, 2000. <laughs> Woo! And it was just, I just remember this big marketing push from every sector of culture. Like, I don't, like, actually remember any concrete, like, food products that had 2000 There were definitely them, food products, though. But, like, in my brain, I can just imagine, like, the Coke 2000 or whatever the I fuck. I feel like there was, like, a high C that went to 2000. Maybe. Or, like, a, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the juice boxes. Oh, man. Do you remember when juice pouches sort of finally became a thing? Yes. I oh, lo- they were so great. Oh my god, can I confess something to you? Yes. I've drank a juice pouch in the last week because I was starving and the only options I had for food were going to Walgreens because I only had $5 and I bought a Lunchable that comes with a Capri Sun. Can I make a confession to you? I've made an alcoholic beverage out of Capri Sun slushy. Ooh, that was delicious. It was disgusting looking. Oh. Well. It looked like I was drinking, like, melted snow water. Okay, did the, your school have the rule where you could only drink clear juices because no. you'd spill things? No, that's... that's. So you're going to put that one in the non-bougie school category. Yeah, no, that's just... <laughs> they didn't trust you. You were a bunch of little clumsy bitches. <laughs> you know, I was such a dork in school. I had, like, a specific little cooler for my snack <laughs> every day. And it was, like... Why don't I have friends? Fifth grade was hard. <laughs> yeah. Well, this episode, Jack is getting in on the craze. Yes. So we find out very early on in the episode that he is rebranded, just Jack. Just Jack. Because he's tired of people, aka his mother and Rory, <laughs> who maybe they're Who off- is Rory? I think he must be their off-screen other gay friend. Yeah, I this 
lot of my notes this episode are, I feel like we've heard this name before. Who the fuck is Rory? But anyways, he's tired of those two people going up to him on the street and being, Just Jack! And that's apparently too much for him. Yes, yeah, so now So he's, he's rebranded as Jack 2000. Yes. And it is not going great. It's not going well, although there are some highlights, which I have written down. <laughs> my favorites include um, Jack really being quite bad at singing. Yes. Um, Jack Always a highlight of his cabaret show. Doing a duet with himself. I thought that was an impressive level of audiovisual equipment for 2000. I agreed. Uh, I really I don't I don't really quite know how he managed that, but that was that was I mean, good. no hologram, but I'm no. sure that'll come in the new revival. Oh, I'm sure. Jack the... will definitely perform in the hologram of young Jack. <laughs> Jack 2017. <laughs> <laughs> those were those were some good uh, good highlights. But... For me, the highlight of Jack 2000 is when it makes an abrupt shift into insult comedy. <laughs> because I think Jack didn't realize that he was good at that. Mm-mm. Caveat, the insult comedy is at the expense of his best friend. Yes. Which so obviously has repercussions. I think this is the thing is, I think Jack never considered a career in insult comedy because he just assumed he was a caddy gay. Right. But he doesn't realize that he takes it to a whole new level. Yeah, he is a caddy gay on steroids and crack. Like, He's a caddy gay with comic timing. Indeed. Most caddy gays just kind of like say it under their breath at the wrong moment. Mm-hmm. Unless they're on RuPaul's Drag Race and then they can edit it to be in the right moment. I call shade. <laughs> <laughs> but what happens is that Jack starts doing the same where he goes into the audience and like ask people where they're like, like ask people where they're from and, and someone's runs... like oh I'm from New Hampshire and he's like ah oh, the windy city <laughs> <laughs> but then Will starts like telling him to get back on the stage and he just says something mean to Will yeah he... and everyone jumps on it yeah he made cause okay at the beginning of the episode Will mentions that he made out with some guy who's from I don't remember the country he ran a food truck he ran a food truck and he was a from somewhere in like Eastern Europe. And he didn't speak English. And he didn't speak a word of English. And apparently Will made out with him outside of the Republican Party headquarters. Mm-hmm. Which, good on you, man. Yeah. I'm jealous. Very proud. Very proud. But anyways, so uh, Jack makes a comment about Will can't talk and tell him how to do his show. He made out with this guy who didn't speak a word of English. Right. And then everyone kind of laughs. laughs. And Jack is like, oh... And Jack being Jack, Jack is starved for affection, yes. apparently. Okay, somehow. <laughs> and rolls with it without thinking about the consequences. Yeah. I mean, he kind of just, he tells the whole story about the thing, and yes. then he like jumps into other stuff Will's done. He starts jumping into his breakup with Michael, Ooh, yeah. which is like a huge, a huge BFF foul. Yeah, that's not cool. Yeah. Don't do that. And obviously Will is pissed, but it's the most successful we've ever seen Jack Yeah, on the like show. he's doing quite well. People are laughing. He's getting... Mm-hmm. Um, rave reviews from, uh, Rory. from Rory who sends him an email that says the show is a smash. Who is Rory? Who is Rory? Is Rory the friend who is standing behind Will who seemed to be the bar owner? I don't know. That would explain it. I'm like, I want to start a hashtag like where people tell us who Rory is and then just send us <laughs> random pictures. Kind of like on John Oliver when he had that is this your cat? Like, I want that. <laughs> but with people finding random extras in the background of Will and Grace shots being like, is this Rory? <laughs> I want to, I just want to know. Who I'm you sure think Rory one day we'll meet Rory, and then we'll be like, "Oh, that's oh, Rory. Rory." Worst case is we've probably already met Rory, forgotten about him, and now we're talking about this. Yes, this is the least informed Will and Grace podcast on the internet. We but... are also the only Will and Grace po- podcast on the internet. Yeah, yeah. Breakfast Club fist pump. Don't you forget about me? I don't know 
don't, 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 don't. Oh, now I'm thinking about Pitch Perfect and I'm sad. Oh, I'm sorry for you. Hmm. Anyways, the this episode... so bad. For all the benefits that this has for Jack's Lounge Club act. Yes. Will is actually really pissed. Yeah, which is understandable because this is a big best friend foul. You do not mind your best friend's personal life for insult comedy. Or at least you don't do it without telling without them. Without clearing it with them first. Yeah. yeah. Especially because Will says that, like, I told you this in confidence. Yeah. Also, all the stuff about Michael was bullshit. Yeah, like, that's, that's fucked up. So you can't do that. It's just, it's a frustrating place to be because... It was very funny for yes. us. Yes. And it's nice to see Jack succeeding. Mm-hmm. But it's sad to see him succeeding uh, without Will benefiting from it in any way. Oh my God, yeah. And then we have this beautiful scene where something happens and Will has these two very buff twins. Oh my God, I forgot about the twins. Walk out of his apartment and Jack is living across the hall now. So he's just like, what? And so he comes. <laughs> and then Will's not telling him about it. He comes it. in and he's like, "Will, what, what you you need to spill?" And Will's like, "No, I can't tell you because you'll just use it in your act to make fun of me." <laughs> and Jack is just like, just beside himself, and Will is just like utterly torturing him. Yeah. And then the the payoff is at the end. Will confesses that like what happened was he was like running in the park and pulled his groin, and they had to carry him back. Yep. To his apartment. Yep. And he's like, "But ask me out there, you'll get a bigger laugh." <laughs> But yeah, so we get this, it's kind of a nice resolution that isn't really very Will and Grace. Yes, I actually enjoyed that because it's not Will and Grace in that, so we get what looks like a normal Will and Grace ending where Karen is like, hey, dummy, like Jack is mad at you, you have to be a Mm grown-up and just give in and let him have what he wants. Right. So Will, being a grown-up and a good friend, goes over to say, hey, I'm sorry, please Mind my life for tragedy and, yes. you know, Mock me become successful, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And I think what's interesting about this episode that makes it a little different than a normal Will and Grace episode is that Jack doesn't do that. Yeah. He, he starts. He gets on stage and he's like, hey, look, there's Will Truman. I know him. And right. then he's just like, he's my friend anyway. Right. And- it's really sweet because you kind of get almost like a, not like a Gift of the Magi moment, but like both of them sacrifice yeah. for their friend. They're like, Will is like, okay, fine. Like, I know you need this. Like, Right. I'll let you have this. This is okay. But then Jack is like, no, I don't need it as much as I need my friend. So I'm going to be nice to my friend and I'm not going to talk about how he got carried home by a bunch of strange muscle man twins (laughs) after he pulled his grin. (laughs) Instead, he's going to ask this guy from Montana being like, you know what the only thing they have in Montana? Steers and queers. Hey. (laughs) It's beautiful. Yeah, so it's just a little cute, it's a cute A-plot. I guess yeah. it's supposed to be A-plot, kind of. I would say, it's hard to tell because even the title doesn't seem to fall on which one is the A-plot. Yes. Well, Grace definitely has a zero in this episode. Fuck yeah, poor Grace. Yeah. So this episode for Grace is a real bummer because it starts off with her breaking up with Ben, yes. which is great, except then she just doesn't successfully do it Okay. all episode. Before we get into Grace breaking up with Ben, though, I want you to express some of the feelings you had about the start of this episode because you turned around and stared at me and, like, we're just like, fucking kill you. Okay, well, here's the thing. At the very beginning of the episode, Grace comes in and she's, like, in a gorgeous dress and she's holding a rose and she's like, Oh, blah, blah, blah. My date with Ben was so perfect and so romantic and so wonderful. And of course, and then Will's like, and then you have to break up with him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that really struck a chord with me. <laughs> because in Tess's own dating life, mm-hmm. I have heard her tell stories about having a lovely date with a random human. Mm-hmm. And then her immediately decided to break up with him. For, or her. Or her. Mm-hmm. For almost no reason. Mm-hmm. It usually happens with men, I would argue. I think with women, you give them a little bit longer. 
I tend to let them text me for longer until yes. I get tired of it. Yes. For men, you're a lot less forgiving and you give up on them almost immediately. Well, they have a lot more distance to cover. Yes, that's true, admittedly. <laughs> I have higher standards. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, no, I just, I thought I really related to that bit too because I've super duper been there where you go out with someone and they're great and you know they're great and you're just like, I'm not feeling it. And like everyone around you is like, you're batshit out of your mind. <laughs> you cannot break up with this person. You're like, I'm going to break up with them. <laughs> And they're like, no, don't do that. And you're like, I'm going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's just, it's funny because like you, Grace is so aware of how romantic the situation is yeah. and how many boxes Ben ticks off. But she doesn't feel that way about him, mm-hmm. even though all those things are true. It's just not right. Mm-hmm. So I will try to remember this episode <laughs> and not be mean to you when you go on one date with a guy and you're like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to do it again. No, I'm sorry. I shouldn't say that. It's never the first date. The first date is always good. It's the second date, which goes exactly the same, but no. somehow is a deal breaker. No, the second date is normally where the diabetes needles come out. Oh my god. <laughs> One diabetes needle needing guy, and suddenly the entire male race is ruined. I just mean, one time I went out with this person, we met for Mexican food at this restaurant, and he like was all like... Oh, I ate a big lunch, so he, he ordered one taco, but after I had ordered a margarita and a burrito, so I'm, like, looking like some sort of drunk-ass fat person <laughs> who's just going to gorge myself on Mexican food in front of him, and he's like, I will have one taco and a Diet Coke, and I'm like... He had diabetes! I don't care! He should have ordered first! <laughs> <laughs> Let that be a lesson to all of you diabetes-having men out there. If you go on a date with me, order first! <laughs> Okay, okay. But here's the thing, is that the first date goes totally fine, and then, like, the second date is almost the same level, but there's, like, one thing. There's the diabetes thing. It's not all... Look, I'm not saying I wouldn't date someone with diabetes. I would like it to clarify... It kind of sounds like you don't want to date someone like, with diabetes. No, no, no. It wasn't that. It had nothing really to do with the diabetes, and it had everything to do with the fact that he was just kind of weird about it. Like, if right. he had just been, like, straight up, like, oh, I have diabetes, and I'm, I'm not really that hungry... Like, it would have been fine. But the fact was, like, the, the waiter came over. I ordered because I was starving because I knew I was going on the seat. And I was like, food. Yes, food. Great. And then, like, he's like, cool. Um, yeah, can I get one taco and a Diet Coke? And I'm like, what? I just ordered an alcoholic beverage and a burrito the size of a chihuahua. Like, what the fuck? Like, why did you... large burritos. That's not fair. You're right. Why didn't you warn me? Like, I just want a heads up. I just want a heads up if you're not going to eat that much. So then I will plan to also not eat that much because I don't want to make you feel weird about it. Or feel weird about it myself. I would say, it does not sound like you were worried about him feeling weird about it he, in any way. Okay. And then, like, it got weirder because, like, afterwards, like, he straight up put on an old man cap and smoked a pipe while he walked his bike home and was like, can I hold your hand? And I'm like, you don't have any more hands. <laughs> I'm like, you literally are out of hands. You're walking a bicycle and smoking a pipe. Like... Also, you're my grandpa? Okay, that's not maybe the best example, because it sounds like that date did have several other things wrong with it. Yes. But on the other <laughs> hand, Tessa's Grace, end of story. Yes, so Grace is going to break up with Ben. The problem is that when she breaks up with Ben, Ben does the thing he does with everyone and just refuses to accept it. He's He literally says, like, no, I don't accept that. Yeah. And I'm like, literally crawling out of my skin mm-hmm. when I hear this, because that is my nightmare. <laughs> I, this episode is the one where I finally understand exactly why Tess has hated Ben all this time. Because it's not, it's not that I don't see those things. It's just that I don't think they've been really applied to Grace yet. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think he's 
done anything quite like this with Grace where he's been like, no, I disagree with you and I'm just not going to change my mind and, you know, whatever. Yeah, I just, I don't like that about people in general, but I especially don't like it about Ben. I don't know why. Something about his entitled delivery just makes me insane. And I guess I, I don't see a, I shouldn't say I don't see a problem with it, but it doesn't raise many red flags with me when it's, you know, with Jack or with Will or with right. Karen. Like, that doesn't raise red flags with me. But seeing it in a relationship setting where, like, Grace is trying to tell this guy how he, she feels and break mm-hmm. up with him, he's like, no, that was that was it for me. Yeah, like, I think and that's the thing is, for me, is I kind of knew that was coming because I've seen this show before and I right. knew they were going to break up. But also, I knew it was coming just by watching his behavior. Like, when Will tries to quit at the right. end of last season, this is Ben's exact response. They have almost verbatim the same fight. It's right. just not about breaking and up And he even flies to the Virgin Islands and basically just tells him, okay, well, you can work here now. Right. Like, it's, it's just, I don't like that attitude. I don't mm-hmm. like it. Yeah. So, like, we've seen Ben literally hit these beats before, and so I wasn't cool with them then, and I'm not cool with them now. So, yeah. essentially, Ben's the worst, and I'm so glad that our long national nightmare is over. <laughs> um, yeah. Much like I felt about Derek Barry when he... Finally got kicked off a drag race last season. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, but then of course, because the episode can't just let well enough alone. Right. Grace has decided to break up with Ben and Ben refuses. Like, So then Grace decides to go over and convince him not to stay dating her and then they have yeah, sex Yeah, and then they time. have sex three times. I just, in a certain sense, I see Ben's argument because at the time Grace clearly is conflicted even though she's saying she's not conflicted. Right. Because she does things like, Go over to someone's house to break up with them. And then have like, sex with them. girl, have you never broken up with someone? You always do it in public, as she realizes later in the episode. Right, where she's like, I'm going to meet him at Jack's show and break up with him there. Because you can't have sex with... I mean, you can. But you, sh- you shouldn't, shouldn't have sex, have with, sex someone with, with someone in public. Just as a rule, don't do it. There's, don't have sex with someone in public. Don't do it. It's not the season for it. Late fall. <laughs> <laughs> but of, of course, then the entire rest of the episode, she's conflicted about this thing that right. she was so sure of earlier on. Right, and also her like friends come in and they they are not helping things like Karen right. is straight up like you're never gonna do better than him and, and Will just... is even kind of like why are you doing this right like, like why like, can't you wait till I get my new chair right he's like can you wait until I get my new chair and I think that <laughs> all of those things combined really kind of rob Grace of her like sense of like certainty about yes. ending this relationship well and I feel like she altogether loses her agency even because then when she finally goes to break up with or not to break up with him yeah because now she's changed her mind all right, around because karen has now convinced her that she's in love with him right she's changed her mind all the way around and then then it's like yeah i thought about it i think we should break up right so this whole episode goes from at the very beginning grace this confident strong woman who's decided she doesn't want to be with this man she wants mm-hmm. to be single at the end of it the man has decided he doesn't want to be with her right and, and then, i don't think that's fair right and then i mean like the episode kind of tries to play it off for last because as they're like leaving the leaving the it's bar. Funny, but it's, it's funny where she's like, well, you know I broke up with you. And he's like, no, you didn't. Yeah. And it's like, it's him doing that thing again that just makes me insane. I hate men! <laughs> <laughs> ah! <laughs> men who want to date Tess, watch out. <laughs> That's not a joke. I'm single, dude. <laughs> I'm so single. It's just, it's a frustrating conceit and it's yeah. a frustrating thing to keep coming back to. Right. So I'm like, I'm really glad that they have actually broken up just because I'm hoping it means we see less of Ben. Yes. Because I don't like him as a character. <laughs> and, and I'll like him more now that he's just Will's boss. Right. Like, that's the thing is, like, when he was just Will's boss, I didn't really have as much of a problem with him. But, like, as soon as he started dating Grace, it was like my hatred for him just amplified because, like, I don't want to see them together. She's not happy. 
she's clearly decided she's not happy. Everyone in her life tries to convince her that she is happy and she's in love with him. And then when she's finally like, yeah, okay, I guess I'm in love with you. He is like, yeah, actually, we should break up. And I think Karen is actually wrong in this scenario where she's saying, like, I've never seen you happier. I don't disagree. Grace has seemed very happy and positive this episode because she's in a strong, positive relationship with someone who's not demoralizing or mm-hmm. pushing her to things she doesn't want to do. But that doesn't mean that she should stay with him forever. Right. Like, you can be in a happy, healthy relationship that doesn't necessarily mean it's endgame. Like, and I think that the episode really loses a critical opportunity to point that out right. by having Grace get waffle. broken up with and mm-hmm. waffle. I agree. I think if Grace came to that realization on her own front, it would have been less stronger. Mm-hmm. Whereas what we have instead is we have an admittedly funny twist where Ben is like, oh, no, I think we should break up. Right. And then Grace is like, yeah, okay, you're right. Yeah, but, yeah, I, I thought that that really did kind of take away from it. Mm-hmm. And it made me kind of sad for Grace. I mm-hmm. just wanted her to be able to break up with someone. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I think... There's always next time. Yeah, I just, I think you definitely make a good point about, like, just because something isn't perfect doesn't mean that it's necessarily, like, a bad thing. Like, she didn't break up with him because he was a dick. Like she, right. She was breaking up she with him. She could have. She could have, but she didn't. She was breaking up with him because she wasn't in love with him. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a totally valid reason to end a relationship. And I do think it's that there are very few instances we've seen since they started dating where he is actually mean to her. Yes. So I, I think there's not even, like, he's a jerk underneath. I think he's just... Right. He has a personality, and he's just like this. And I don't mm-hmm. think necessarily it's an inherently bad thing that he's like, no, I don't want to break up with you. Right. But I feel like there are people that that would work with, and Grace is not that kind yes, of person. Yes, I agree. So, so good work, Grace. Mm-hmm. Even though you waffled, you made the right decision at the beginning of the episode, and we will count that in your favor. Yes. So, one point for Grace. I disagree with the title. It's Grace 1, Jeff 2000. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, I think that's all we have for this episode this yeah, week. Yeah, I think so, too. So, a little bit of housekeeping. housekeeping. Uh, we've officially... <laughs> yes, Rosario wasn't in this episode. <laughs> I know. So, we've figured out our schedule for the upcoming, because as you may know, if you listen to this podcast, we are moving. Mm-hmm. We moved from Mixcloud to iTunes, and now we're moving from our home to our new home. Yes. Yeah, so we will, in two weeks' time, yep. be moving out of this apartment where we've recorded all the first three seasons mm-hmm. so far. So yeah, it's kind of bittersweet. It's going to be bittersweet. We'll have to, like, take a sad, lonely podcast room <laughs> photo before we go. Um, but the the logistics of it became... We could either do a live episode where we just carry the microphone with us as we move property in and you get to hear us say new swear words. Mm-hmm. Or, featuring our parents. Featuring our parents. <laughs> or we could just not record over the weekend that we're moving. Yeah. So we, take a week off and then come back so refreshed. So we think we're going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. Yes. So we've got two more weeks of episodes coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we're going to take the following week off, the first week in June. Yes. Uh, last week in May, kind of. Yeah, so we're not going to be recording, because we live in the States, so we'll not be recording over the weekend of Memorial Day, which is the last Monday in May. Mm-hmm. So we'll take that weekend off, and we won't post an episode that week. Yep. And, yeah. But I think those of you who are regular Will and Grace uh, watchers might be able to look ahead and figure out that we found a good place to stop. Yeah, we found a pretty good pause point, I think. So, if you want to tell us how smart we are. You can find us on social media. Yes, and I'll tell you a little bit about that. So our main social media is our Twitter account. We're at Not A Couple Show, but you can also find us on Tumblr, Medium, Facebook. Um, send us an email at Gmail. We're Not A Couple Podcast at gmail.com. We're all over the internet. If you search Not A Couple, we should pop up. Yeah, and we're on iTunes now, so please find us there. Please subscribe. Subscribe to our iTunes. <laughs> I don't know why I sang that. Uh, it's fine. I haven't sang weirdly on this in a while. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> you missed those days when yeah. I wasn't singing weirdly. <laughs> All right, everybody. 
everybody. Thanks so much for listening to us this week. Uh, we'll be back next week with yeah. more Will and Grace. Mm-hmm. I'm Matthew. I'm Tess. And this is Ben. Not a couple. Bye-bye. This episode of Not a Couple was recorded in front of a live studio audience of one cat. Hi, Eliza. This episode was brought to you by the hit comedy special, Jack 2000. Jack 2000. Coming to Netflix soon.